What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> um, a Beyond uh, sausage sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts. That sounds good. Yes, it was fantastic. Hi, I'm Tim. Welcome to We're Only Human. This is a podcast celebrating the resiliency of the human spirit by exploring journeys of people from all walks of life. There are often little nuggets of wisdom we can find in another person's story that we can then apply to our own lives. We're not perfect. We're not alone. We're only human. Today, I'm joined by Joe Cotella. He's the lead vocalist of the band Dead. Uh, whose debut album, Misanthrope, came out in 2017. And since then, they've done a ton of touring uh, with bands like Korn. And um, yeah, Joe, I was going to introduce Dead as a new metal band, but I mm-hmm. I hesitated because I'll admit, I'm not entirely sure what new metal is. And it's the first time I've heard of that phrase. Can, can you give me the, the primer here? What What is officially new metal? Um, well, that's probably, you know, just like any genre, I'm sure it's kind of up to debate, but usually new metal would, would, would kind of consist of bands like, um, Korn or Limp Bizkit or, um, something in that realm, um, Deftones or something, but then, you know, it's arguable what the, if those bands are actually new metal or not. Um, but that, that kind of era, um, and I definitely, you know, we get lumped in with that and there's kind of like a resurgence of new metal, I guess, of bands using influences from those bands. And I guess we do have influences from those bands, but obviously in a modern way with a lot of, a lot more influences thrown in. So, um, but that's pretty much what new metal is. And there's a new term called new core, which is new metal and hardcore. And people call us that too. So it's kind of just a way to kind of, I guess, you know, when people use genre names, it's a way to kind of just tell people a roundabout idea of, of what they might expect when they listen to you. Yeah, that makes sense. New core. That's another one I hadn't heard of. So one of the things I wonder the most about, I guess, new core and new metal. Um, I remember Limp Bizkit from back in the day. I love Limp Bizkit. And um, I listened to, you know, Dead and, you know, Dead reminds me of, and I think you might've played a show or two, uh, a good friend of mine, Rhonda Chant, and he's in with Dustin Bates and Starset. Um, oh yeah, and you guys, definitely those guys. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very, not very similar, like you're not the same band, but uh, the same sort of music. But when I listen to your music, and maybe it's the visuals too, because you have um, like your music videos and stuff, very, what's the word for it? Not gothic, not almost Rob Zombie-ish. I get a Rob Zombie feel from it. But okay. I get a feeling, or I, I listen to it and I... It feels like there's anger in there, but there is like when you listen to the music, it's not like angry lyrics or it's not angry like message coming through. So I, I'm curious, like, do you feel anger in there or is that a different emotion coming through? I definitely feel anger in there, but um, you know, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of of I guess the you know one of the terms is clarity through suffering and so I'm a big fan of like portraying that suffering and that anger and that misery and all that stuff um, and the the dis the distaste for you know um, whatever the topic might be but with a with a sense of hope and a sense of positivity and strength 
um, which I think, you know, I, again, speaking about new metal, a lot of it was very, you know, um, very dismal, like, 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 you know, there's no hope in it. It was just, it was just, everything sucks and I hate everything and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and I guess I, I come from, coming from growing up, maybe in a bit more of a punk rock background and, you know, listening to like hardcore music and things like that. There's, I'm a big fan. The lyrics are very strong to me in, in the sense of like unity and power and, and, and being positive through anger. And I think that, you know, all metal and punk and whatever it was, rock and roll, you know, it was always very growing up. It was always, it made me feel good when I felt miserable and it made me feel like I could release my energy in, in kind of a positive way through art. And so I really try to always have the sense of empowerment mixed with the, the anger and the aggression and a bit of sarcasm and, and, and hopefully some sort of a, a higher kind of um, message underneath all of it when you dig into it. Um, and that, that's kind of, you know, I, I enjoy that. So I guess I, 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 I'm sure I just do it, you know, kind of innately. Yeah. What is that higher message that's trying to come through? Well, I guess, you know, whatever it, it, it goes song to song, you know, there's songs about, okay. um, you know, a lot, a lot of songs, um, that I write are, are, are maybe about, you know, anxiety and depression and dealing with things like that and overcoming your, yourself. I think, you, you know, we're usually our biggest enemies. Um, there's really nobody greater of an enemy as we are to ourselves. And so I think that's a big thing as well as, you know, our newest single, Amanda and Idol is definitely kind of taking a shot at the music industry and, um, taking a shot at, at, at film and just, just anything really that, that we digest that is kind of nonsense. And, um, you know, what, what we identify with and, and do we actually really identify with these mm. things? I mean, do we top, do we stop and take a moment to think about what we support and what we consume and, in all aspects of our lives. And so there's just a lot of different topics, but um, you know, that's just in, for instance. That's interesting. I love what you said about well, clarity through suffering. I love, but also about how you spoke about almost like harnessing, you know, a little bit of anger and kind of guiding it into something greater than just, you know, almost like saying anger on its own is just useless and kind of a pointless thing. But if you can harness that and guide it to somewhere greater, then maybe there's something there, which sounds like what you, what your sort of goal with, with dad's music is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. And it's something that I feel like was really powerful for me um, growing up. You know, you think about when you're a kid or, you know, through high school times and you're confused and if, you know, you, you wear the world on your shoulders and, you don't know what the hell to do with all this, you know, anger. You're realizing that, that, you know, you're realizing that people are terrible <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, as some, some are, you know, but you realize you, you, sure. you come into, you know, yeah. you realize there's war happening. You realize the government, it doesn't really have your back and racism and all these things, classism, everything that like, you realize you're like, why, why, why are people like this? I had no idea this was even happening, you know? And, and um, so all those things were frustrating for me and, and music, I feel like really, um, you know, or girls, you know, finding, you know, getting your heart broken, whatever it is, you know? So, um, and music was always just a safe place for me to jump around my room and trash it and headbang and scream and, and do whatever I wanted to. And then, you know, eventually I just learned how to write my own songs and that's how it, you know, I guess organically happens. So kind of like an escape, it sounds like it was for you. Absolutely. What were you escaping from? Was it just, I mean, typical teenage angst and aggression or was it something greater i would say that i would say typical typical um you know like i said realizing 
the world was the way it was and, 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 mm, you know, yeah. wanting to change things, but not knowing how, you know, and, um, and that's still something that I'm still dealing with, you know, and, and, and just trying to do my part. That's a tough thing to think about. Yeah. Is, is how, how do I, the individual, I want to create positive change, but how do I, as the individual do that? And mm-hmm. it, it sounds like, you know, for you, you said, Hey, I, I, I know music. I have a talent here with music. Maybe that's my, my path. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big part of it. And, and I think, you know, it starts with an individual, you know, it starts with one person. It starts with everybody. A lot of my lyrics, I think are self-reflective and I think, and hopefully that, that that resonates with people. Um, again, when they dig into it, you know, you can want, you can look at music from a, from a, like a face from like a surface level and, and it is what it is and that's cool. But when you dive into it, um, a lot of it is challenging people to, to recognize themselves and, and I'll even, you know, I include myself with the problem. I'm not perfect, you know, and, um, but it really is, it all starts with us as individuals and, you know, you do something positive and it, it, it reflects, it, it, it uh, may, might inspire somebody else or you, we have no idea who we're inspiring or who we're hurting all the time by the things we do. And, uh, I guess my general rule of thumb is to just always try to be a good dude and always try to do what feels correct in my, you know, in, in my gut. And I, I feel like, you know, as long as you're trying to be a good person and you're trying to do the right thing, then I think you're on the right track, you know, as far as I know anyway. I think that's a very safe thing. That, I, I would agree with that. I think yeah. the best you can do is try and hopefully succeed. But um, right. takes practice. You, yeah, yeah. So growing up, you mentioned um, your parents listened to music a lot. They, uh, yeah, yeah, like Black Sabbath, Joan Jett. I I was reading the Beatles, Elton John, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But you, you kind of felt like that, that was good music, but it wasn't like yours, not your music, kind of their music type thing. Right. Why did you find, why did you need music to become something that was yours? Was it like you didn't, you didn't want to be like associated with your parents or just an identity thing? Well, I guess not an identity thing. I guess it's more of a retrospective, you know, their music that it still is my music, you know, um, because I love it. And, and, and I, it's been a part of my life. It's been part of the soundtrack to my life, you know, which is such a cool thing. Um, yeah, but you know, I wasn't around for their music, you know, it was something that, that I was too young. I wasn't really there to, to, to be a part of any of those scenes. And I wasn't, there to go see those concerts and all that kind of stuff. I just listened to it on the radio and I listened to it because they kind of exposed me to it. And yes, of course I enjoyed it. But then I feel like at a certain point, um, when I became old enough, I started going to my own concerts and writing my own songs and being a part of a scene. And, and, um, and I feel like that's my music, you know, that's, that's my era, that's my time. And I'm still, you know, still in that now and it's an ever changing thing. But, um, so I guess that's, that's why I look at it that way, but it's really all, you know, music is for everybody and, um, it still is mine, but you know what I mean? Like I just, I wasn't there yeah. for it. So it, it's, it's just, it's, it's not necessarily mine, you know, in that, in that sense. I totally know what you mean. I think about right. that with, with my dad, like he, he's nowhere near as much into music as I am, but he always loved mm-hmm. the Beatles and stuff. And uh, I mean, I enjoy the Beatles and stuff, but like I could never connect, you know, especially if that's like one of the single acts he likes i can never connect with that in the way that he could because i just like you said i wasn't around then it wasn't my time yeah and, and i could say that i could say that about you know about the beatles like some of the best songs ever written and and they have 
a place in my heart and and you know imagine by by john lennon it, to me uh-huh. lyrically is maybe the best lyrics ever written in any song ever yeah um but you know again like you said i wasn't there and there was something happening during that time that he wrote that that it made it so um just you know so important you know and so anyway that's you know again just a different time but i, I still respect it and enjoy it you know from afar i guess so yeah definitely yeah. You mentioned earlier that a lot of your songs have been about depression or anxiety. Why why those two topics? Um I think they've been very prevalent for me. I mean, there've been things that I've dealt with you know in my 20s um I started having, you know, really dealing with those things. Um and I think that it was something that you know, it was very, was very, um, heavy on me. And, um, and I, and I, you know, I, with it happening to me, I, 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 uh, educated myself. I read a lot about it and, you know, millions of people, almost every person really that's ever alive deals with those things in some way, shape or form. Some of us have it worse than others. And, um, it's something that's just important to me. It's something I deal with every day. Um, I, you know, I, I've gone to, to therapy um, and things like that for it, um, cognitive therapy. And it's just something that um, it, you battle with every day. You know, you're having one of those slumps and you got to push through it and all that kind of stuff. And it's just something that um, some days are better than others, but it's, it's something that I, it's, I guess it's fascinating to me with the way that our brain is um, as opposed to who we actually are you know, um, our brain, this, this machine that thinks all the time, but, but we're actually separate from that brain. We're this living entity, this light, this energy inside of this body. And we, we aren't our brain. And, um, there's something about that where, um, uh, you know, through reading and things like that, I just, I find it fascinating and I find it interesting that I, I don't know, I wasn't awake to that until I went through this and I know other people go through it and maybe it's not bad enough for them to even worry about educating themselves about it or whatever it is and um so it's just something that's that's very strongly uh in the forefront of my day of my life um uh, a lot of times um even if it's subconsciously really because you know you're so busy you're not stopping to think about things but um it was something that that really impacted me heavily and um and um i think that it's something that's very universal for all humans and so it just kind of organically comes out I would agree that it's universally something I think so many of us experience, like you said, to some degree or another. What did you learn from educating yourself on that? I mean, having starting to experience a little bit of each of those and then starting to educate yourself more. Like, what what did you learn about yourself through that process? Um, wow, I guess a lot. You know, it's hard to it's hard to remember how I felt before. I knew, you know, it's like, how, how did you feel before, um, you know, there were cell phones. I can barely remember how that felt. You know what I mean? Oof. So it's like, um, yeah, it's been long enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. been long enough now to, to, to where, um, I don't even really necessarily know how I felt before I, I've, I've been cognitive of what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I guess I learned a lot about the way that I am. And then I can see it in other people. And I think it, it, it helps me to help other people as well. Um, because a lot of other people haven't done a lot of research on it or they haven't, I guess, really dissected what a lot of it is. Um, 
and so um, I, I feel like it's just maybe more aware of differentiating um, between worry and um, incessant thoughts and things like that um, and separating myself. And like I said, I feel like um, to me, it makes sense that there is the thinker, which is the brain. And then there's me, which is who I actually am. And really what I actually am is this experiencer inside of this body. I'm, I'm something that experiences things. That's, that's what life is. I, I am life. Um, what is it? I, and then, and then also I think therefore I am. And so utilizing your thinking, um, rather than letting your thinking utilize you, um, just, those are things that, that came very apparent to me. That's a great statement. I never actually thought about it that way. Using, yeah, letting the thinking or you using the thinking instead of thinking using you. Right. That, that really just, even hearing you say that really kind of changes my perspective. That's, that's fascinating. That's cool. I, I would suggest reading some, some Eckhart Tolle, um, if that, hopefully I'm not botching his name, but um, he has some great stuff like The Power of Now and, and, and things like that. Um, still in speaks some great books about uh, about things like that. So if that's something interesting, if you read those, it would be some great books to read. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I've yeah. recently been getting back into reading. I used to be such a reader and then I like to joke that the internet killed my my reading habit, but I'm trying to get back into good old-fashioned books. So yeah, I'll check that out. Awesome. What, what would you say, I, I love, you know, it's so great that someone like yourself who, you know, really wants to create a positive impact on the world and has a talent decided to use that talent and, you know, try and spread positivity that way. What would you say your kind of legacy is or what's the legacy you're shooting for? If any, I mean, some people don't even think about legacy. Yeah. I don't think I think about legacy. I think that it kind of just happens. Um, and, and I really don't worry too much about it either. You know, I, I don't know how many of us are really going to necessarily be remembered, um, you know, for how long will, will we be remembered? I, I don't know. You know, like, do people even know who, you know, Beethoven was? I mean, some people do, not a lot. You know what I mean? So, like, how yeah. long will you be remembered for? I, I don't really concern myself with that. Um, and I feel like that usually falls into kind of, like, ego a little bit thinking of that. And, and I'm always trying to differentiate and separate myself from ego if possible. Um, and I don't mean that in like a, a way that people usually say the word ego. I, I, I mean, it just really just for exactly what ego is and what, what our ego is. And it's this thing that just is worried about identity all the time. And um, it's always worried about the death of your identity. And oh my God, you know, what if, what would the world do if I wasn't here? Oh, you know, which is just <laughs> it's very funny um, how special we try to make ourselves feel about ourselves. But what what I what it is to me is to just do the best I can, be a light in the world for right now. Um, if people remember it, I'm sure some people are impacted by me. I'm sure many people aren't, and um, you know whatever that is is fine. I love that. I mean, as a musician, as someone who is, you know, performing, recording albums, getting their music out there, you know, one would think that your sole goal is to get in front of or get your music into the the heads of as many people on this planet as possible. Um, and I, I'm not putting, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but it, it seems to me you're suggesting that like, those that will connect with what I'm doing will connect with what I'm doing, but I don't have to 
connect with all 7 billion people here if, if that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've really always been a fan of, of polarizing music. I mean, I love all music, you know, I, I love the most popular thing in the world sometimes, and sometimes I won't, but yeah, for me, yeah. It's like, if, if it works, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is, um, I, I look at music like, um, like it's a meal and I put the ingredients in that, that, that taste good to me. And, um, if it tastes good to me, then that's the first thing. That's the first step. You know, it has to be something that I'm proud of that, that, that when I listen to it, it affects me and it makes me feel a certain way. And then once it goes through that process and it goes out into the world, then, you know, um, other people are humans. We're all, we're all humans. We all have the same makeup. Um, so I imagine if it resonates in me, it will resonate in, in, in others. And so, yeah, it's just, there's like no begging for anyone to love me and my music. You know, if you don't get it, if it's not for you, that's fine. Like I'm cool with that, you know, like, cause it's, I don't like plenty of music, you know, but, um, you know, so of course I want people to like it. Um, but if they don't, that's fine. You know, like I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. That's that suggests to me that you have a confidence, you know, within you, a, a real self-awareness and confidence that, like you said about the ego, you know, you're okay if, if people don't, you know, if your ego isn't fulfilled in that way, or if, like you just said, if people don't like your music, that's totally cool. Like, um, I feel like that's, that doesn't come easy. Like that kind of confidence and that kind of understanding of what it, of who you are and what it is you're doing doesn't come easy. Did it come easy for you? Or were you always that confident and, and sure of what's going on? Or did that kind of take time? Yeah, I would say it took time. I think when, you know, when, when I was first starting out, you know, and I've been playing music in different bands and different capacities for, man, for like 15, 20 years now. Um, I think in the beginning, you know, you're, you, you're, you're young and you're just fresh and it's just fun and exciting. And at that point, I don't remember feeling too worried if people liked my stuff, but then at a certain point, I do remember it happening where I was more concerned you know, if someone didn't like it, it would, it would piss me off. And, and I'd be like, well, they don't know what they're talking about and whatever, but really it's just them and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. You know, if they don't <laughs> like what I made, you know what I mean? If they don't like, you know, same, same with me. And, and I've also turned, you know, I, I feel like um, I used to say, you know, I hate this and I hate that. And um, I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, um, I heard Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray a long time ago. It was, you know, whether you like them or not, and, and I like them casually, you know, who doesn't like a Sugar Ray song or something? But sure. um, I, I remember him saying that somebody wished that, you know, he, he sees people say like, I hope he died when they were popular, you know, I hope Mark yeah. McGrath dies. And he's like, I just make music. Why do you want me to die? You know what I mean? Like, and I thought that that was interesting because I used to say stuff like that. Oh, I hate because you're just so passionate about it because you love music and you identify, you don't identify with, for instance, Sugar Ray, like, or Nickelback or something, you know, people love to hate them too. And, or whoever it is. And, um, you know, and you're so passionate about it. And you say, oh, I, I hope they die. You know, like why? He's just a guy making music, you know? And so it's just, it's just not that important if for someone to like me and think that what I'm doing is cool with them. You know what I mean? It's not. Um, and, and so, um, I think over time, you know, and having a lot of, um, 
I guess my idols and, and things like that um, validate you is, is, is a very positive thing um, to work with. A lot of people I grew up um, listening to that were inspirations to me. I either got to tour with them or work with them in songwriting in some capacity. There's just those things I think that happen along the way that validate you um, to the point where you can say, all right, I'm, I'm not kidding myself. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm not on the wrong, I'm not doing the wrong thing, you know? Um, so at some point, yeah, you just become confident in the sense of like, I might not be for everybody, but I'm, I'm not kidding myself either. I, I, I do have something to offer. That's such a great feeling too. When you, that validation, I imagine of just, Hey, this idea I had of what I can do and what I can be, I'm not the only one that believes in that. And now I feel like I'm capable of everything. Right. Right. As well as, you know, as well as just going through the, the rounds of playing shows and, you know, you have fans and things and, you know, so yeah, at some point you just reach a point where you're like, all right, you know, again, I, I, I'm not kidding myself. I, I know, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm on some sort of a right track here and, um, you know, um, but also not letting that go to your head and saying like, all right, I'm, I'm awesome because, you know, I don't know, you know, there's always someone better than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's um, fair. when I, when I hear certain albums, I'll listen to Gojira or I'll listen to whoever and I'll be like, yeah, they're better than me, you know? <laughs> and that's just my opinion, you know? So it's just, um, but that's, that's, I think that that's, um, healthy, um, competition with art and things like that. That's all it really is, you know? When, when you listen to an album like that and you say, and you think to yourself, they're better than me, does that ever become motivation or fuel for you? Are, are you the type 100%. of person? That, that, yeah. That's what I mean when I say it. Yeah. I don't mean it like, yeah, I, I mean it most kind of in a joking way where you're just, you're just so, um, you respect it so much that you just, you go like, you know, cool. Like this is, this, I sh-, you know, it's like you hear a song and you go, I should have written that, you know, that, that kind yeah. of thing where it's, it, it's yeah. inspiring. I don't mean it in a, in a super negative way at all. Oh no. And, and I didn't think you did. I, I just wasn't sure yeah. if you were suggesting that like, they're better than me. I know that I'm going to do my thing or they're better than me. I'm going to use that as motivation to continue to improve my craft. And, you know, if I happen to get closer to their level, cool. If not, at least I'm, I'm continuing to grow. Right. And then that's just my interpretation of it, you know, cause there's other people out there that, that like my music more than their music, you know? And so it's just really just me, just like I said, just having fun with it. Just say a statement like that is just, cause music is really kind of arbitrary anyway. It's, it's, you know, what, what is perfect? You know, what is the word perfect? Like it's an opinion, you know? So whatever music you like, is really just an opinion. And, um, uh, there is no perfect really because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Music's gotta be one of the most sub- subjective things. I guess art, like, like, um, well, music is art, but I'm thinking of like an art gallery is another subjective medium too. Um, yeah. W- with music though, I love nothing to me beats live music being, you know, and especially during COVID here, you know, that's one of the biggest gaps I felt is not being able to get that true live music. But what is, I'm one for me, I'm, if, if I were you in your shoes, I think it would be the, the live music part and connecting with the fans, but I'm curious for you, what is kind of that true fulfillment that you get out of you know, being in dead or whatever band in the past and, and just being a musician and making music, like what is the thing that just lights you up from all that? Why do you get up tomorrow and do it again? I think, I think it's kind of an all-inclusive thing. I mean, I, I really, you know, 
I just love music and I'm fortunate. Um, well, you know, yeah. Fortunate to have that gift of being creative. Um, and I guess your gift is your curse too, you know? So you're kind of stuck with it when you're, you're good at something. You're kind of like, all right, I'm, this is what I'm doing, but it would almost be cool to just be really good at math and, and like have like a, <laughs> have like a, an engineering job. And, you know, if that made you happy and you know, whatever, but anyway, um, uh, I, I guess all of it really, I, I love the creative. I love making something out of thin air. I love the feeling of writing something that's cool. Um, you know, um, my lady who's in a band, Maria, she's in a band called in this moment. We were discussing this the other day and, um, we're, we're staying together. I'm, I'm, we're, you know, we're together during the whole quarantine and stuff. And, and we've had a lot of time to, to hang out and work on music and things. And, um, discussing, we were talking about the feeling of, of writing a song and, and sometimes you'll write something that's so great. And then you'll be like, wait, is this, is this someone else's song? Is this my song? And, um, that creative process of putting lyrics to melodies and just really creating something that's, I guess, tangible that wasn't before in some way. And, um, you're like pulling magic out of the air, I guess, in, in some sense, you know, and, um, and it's a different journey for everybody. And I really love that creative aspect and making something that didn't exist before that, that says something, um, to you and, and hopefully to other people, you know, and that's amazing. And then, yeah. And then taking that and playing it for people live and having them respond and sing the songs back to you. I mean, there's no feeling like that. It's such a rush to play in front of, yeah, to play in front of a hundred people that are passionate and then to play in front of 10,000 people that are passionate. I mean, they're both special in their own ways and that's an amazing thing. Um, so I'd say, I'd say for both of those reasons are, are pretty, pretty amazing. I would totally agree. The feeling of creating something from nothing, I think, is just one of the most captivating experiences for me personally. I think, you know, maybe for yourself, I mean, for yourself as well, but maybe just any creative person. I wonder if that's just what drives us is that feeling of, I created this, you know, whether it's a song or a book or whatever, a play out of, you know, some idea in my head. You know, it wasn't written down. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, it's, I don't know. It's special. It is special. I have to ask you one, one last thing. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing cause I just got to know this. Uh, I saw a couple of different pictures of you and in, in, I think it was in dead throughout the years. Uh, and maybe recently, but you have these, all of, all of you in the band have these contacts that like have n- the no, is it the pupil that's missing? It's like just solid white. And yeah, so the whole, the whole eye. Yeah. Yeah. The whole eye. And so it's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm trying to think how to describe this. My first thought was it was a little disturbing and it was more so just cause like, I think the human mind is expecting something in the eye and you don't see it. And so your mind is like, what's going on here? I'm just yeah. curious, what's the story behind that? Is that just kind of like a, a brand thing, like an identity thing, or is it just kind of fun or? Yeah. So I, it really was. Okay. So initially it really was just kind of, um, fun. Um, we started the band for, for fun. This was like the first band I ever did where I wasn't thinking, um, of like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to do to, to get this, to get our you know, to get our shows and our record deal and all that stuff. Like we just made this music and, 
then it was time to play shows and we were like, all right, well, what do we want? You know, like, let's have fun. Let's, let's dress, let's do some shit. So we used to wear like black straight jackets with our eyes, with the contacts in our eyes. And we, I remember when we all did it, we all looked at each other and we thought it looked so creepy. And really you're blocking off the window to the soul and the eyes oh. tell so much. Um, and I, I, we felt like that was really something that was, um, you know, I guess it was powerful in a small way, but then it became powerful in a big way in a sense, because it's such a small detail. Um, and when you think about, you know, someone's overall appearance or overall, um, I guess, energy and, and everything. So, um, that was just, yeah, that was just something that we kind of did. We thought it looked cool, but then it also felt impactful when we looked at each other. We were like, wow, I feel kind of uncomfortable looking at you and that's good. Um, and especially when we started, the music was even heavier than it is now, I would say. And um, we were really going for something that was, I guess, more disturbing, more more aggressive than than, than it's turned into, which is still very aggressive and it's still whatever. But um, And yeah, so so that, that's all it was, really. Yeah, it just was part of um, adding to the feeling of the music, adding you know some sort of a visual aspect to that. And um, and it was fun, you know, while we did it. And we might do it again too. And there's really, you know, there's no rules, um, but we're just not doing it for right now. Um, and um, you know, again, just don't want to put ourselves in a box and just do whatever we want. Sure, sure. The way you described it as uncomfortable, that's exactly. And now, like. The way, and how you said window to the soul, that's exactly what it was, is when I saw that, it was this feeling of like uncomfortability, but almost because of what you said about closing off the window to the soul, I couldn't see your expression. I couldn't see your how you were looking, but you could see, well, I mean, I was looking at a picture, but you know, theoretically, if we were in person, you could see me. And it's almost like a, I'm vulnerable type thing, right? Like I, I you've closed off your your window there and I, I'm kind of freaking out. That's, that is very powerful. Sure. Yeah. It's like, it's like maybe when bodyguards wear glasses, you know, or secret servicemen, I think there's a reason for that. It gives you like a leg up on somebody else. They can't read you the same way you can read them. And I think that that was, that's part of the power of it. That's a really good insight. I think you're right about that. I never thought about that. I guess that's the same reason they wear sunglasses and poker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Same. Exactly. You can't, what do they call it? A tell or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to see you and Dad continue to, you know, do what you love to do. And I think we're going to need more music, more positivity and all of that um, in the near and long-term future than ever before. So thanks for, for being here and thanks for all you do. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed this too. And uh, you know, after all, <laughs> after all the uh, tactical difficulties, I'm glad we figured it out and, and got through it. So it's uh, awesome, and I appreciate you having me on. And um, thanks for having a nice, honest, chill talk. It's cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of We're Only Human. Since you've reached the end of this episode, I would love for you to send me an email at We're Only Human Two at Gmail dot com. That's we're only human to the number two at gmail.com. Send me an email and tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. Thanks.